You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to Strange Familiars for part two of our talk with Paul and Charlie of TDT Research. This is available to everyone, right? Yeah, this is an everybody episode. Woo! Thank you for letting me press the button. (laughs) (laughs) Satisfying. (laughs) It's very satisfying. (laughs) If you didn't hear part one, you should probably go ahead and listen to that because that's where we lay all the groundwork and... Paul and Charlie talk about their kind of initial experiences with all this stuff and how they met. And we just kind of expand the discussion in this episode. So go ahead and listen to part one first and then come back and start this episode. Before we get to part two of Paul and Charlie, I want to thank our patrons. Thank you so much, patrons. You make Strange Familiars possible. We couldn't do the show without you. If you'd like to help us make Strange Familiars and get extra content besides, you can become a patron at Patreon. It's patreon.com slash strangefamiliars. We just dropped our 93rd patron episode, I think, where I went into great detail about both my past and recent experiences at Hex Hollow. I think it was the most personal episode I've ever done. Just kind of try to get to the heart of my feelings about Hex Hollow and, and everything that went down there. Very different episode for me. But that's 93 patron episodes. And you get 93 episodes as soon as you sign up. Plus, we're doing more patron episodes every month. We do two full episodes of Strange Familiars for our patrons every month. 
So you get the 93 right away, and then you will get two more every month when you're a patron. Again, it's patreon.com slash strangefamiliars. All right, let's go ahead and get to part two of our talk with Paul and Charlie. I'll jump to that very unusual moment. Three people, three of us, TDT experiences. We all had um, wake-up calls one night. During the dream phase, we were all dreaming about a bridge. Mm. Uh, one was dreaming about nuclear war, one was r- running away. And uh, when I got there in the dream, everyone was gone. I was wandering around this bridge, and this, like, there was some sort of catastrophe that had happened. That was on the 27th of January this year. What happened the next day? Ten people injured in the Pittsburgh bridge collapse. Hmm. How does that work? Yeah, that's getting into Mothman prophecies territory. That, which, yeah. It's just yeah. weird. It's yeah. it's really just weird stuff. We, you know, we, Tim, we don't really know what's what's all going on with this whole thing. We're not pretending like we have a clue. But yeah. with the poltergeist type stuff happening, and just all this, the ET, the poltergeist, the voices. That all fits in with that skinwalker stuff. Yeah, yeah. So when all this is first going on in twenty twenty one, I know we're kind of we're still in about twenty one to current time frame. So we are bouncing around a little bit, but it's important because when all this this flood of stuff just starts happening with poltergeist type stuff and everything else, we're reading and listening to an audible pretty much every book that we can get our hands on about different subjects like. Yeah. I was, you know, re-listening to the hunt for the Skinwalker. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I'm not really bringing Sasquatch into this whole topic, but I'm just saying, you know, if you read Hunt for the Skinwalker, you know, they when they're on the the Skinwalker Ranch, they have a portal open and they have like a Bigfoot type creature crawl out of this portal, and there's scientists actually from NIDS. Mm-hmm. National um, Institute of Discovery Science. Are you familiar with that? I'm familiar with that encounter. Yeah, they they're actually watching yeah. this thing crawl out. Yeah, right. Okay, so they're seeing this thing crawl out. So okay, and that's how they described a Bigfoot type creature. They're describing orbs. Mm-hmm. Okay, one of one. You know, I had the blue orb happen with me earlier in, when I was recounting my you know history of encounters. One of the the that I'm labeling now as poltergeist. You know, one of the mornings that I woke up in 21, the dogs are going nuts. I open the door. I'm thinking, oh, wow, they got to go out super early today. I get up, I open the door, and in front of the dogs' crates, there is a red softball-sized orb, and it's shining like a disco ball, and it scared the heck out of me. I open the door, and it's there, and it's like one, one thousand, two, one thousand winks out. I shut the door. I'm ignoring it, and I just come back in here, and it's just more of that type stuff that's going on. And it, so now, in my mind, when just with all this stuff that's going on, the the books that we're reading, interviews that we're listening to, and other people's experiences, that's when you know I'm starting to put together that, like I said earlier, that all of, just everything in my mind, a lot of these, whether it's ET, Bigfoot. Not saying ghosts don't exist, but demonic, paranormal, whatever is controlling this, it's all like one thing in my mind is controlling almost all of this stuff. 
Yeah, when you look at the data with the TDT for all the people, you've got um, one section that believe it's demons and the other section believe it's angels and spirit guides. So you've got exactly the same thing, but people are viewing it in different ways. I think that's just down to cultural belief systems, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of natural for people to want to separate this stuff. You know, it's crazy enough to be into yes. Bigfoot. It's crazy enough to be into UFOs. It's crazy enough to be into ghosts. And then when you start telling people, yeah, I'm into all three and they're all connected, then people are like, whoa, okay. Yeah, you know. that's what we're finding. What mm-hmm. we're finding is this stuff is all linked. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I can, you know, just to take an example, you were talking about the three knocks, right? You said most often it happens in threes. Yes. Absolutely. In the woods, when we hear wood knocks, one, two, three. Not all the time. Not all the time, but most often. Recorded some recently. That sounded like a a very tense, very weird, spooky situation. Three in a row. Clack, clack, clack. Sounded like rocks being hit together. Two times, but each time was in a segment of three. One, two, three. One, two, three. We've noticed that, and we've had people who are very serious occultists say that before spirits manifest, these are people that do ceremonial magic and work with spirits and they say they get three knocks before spirits manifest the same thing one two three yeah charlie when you talked about seeing the gray and being frozen like that i've experienced that in the woods i thought i was frozen with fear i well i smelled a very very bad smell i won't go over the whole thing i can tell you guys off the air my listeners have heard it a million times so i just don't want to go over it again but it was during a weird series of events, but I, I smelled a very strong, very bad smell, like a dead animal in the middle of the summer that had been, you know, cooking in the sun, but this was in January. When I smelled the smell, fear came over me, and I couldn't move. I wanted to run. Like, every part of me is saying, run, 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 and I couldn't do it. I was completely locked up. So, you know, very, very similar. That ended with three metal clicks that sounded like little tiny gears, click, 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 and I was able to move again. Uh, you know, very strange. And that happened in the woods. You know, this wasn't a quote unquote abduction encounter, you know? Yeah. The women too. the encounter when I was nine on the bed, 21 to current. When I told you we were list, uh, reading all the books, you know, listening to the audible, I came across Terry Lovelace's book, Incident at Devil's Den. And that is a very awesome book that I recommend to anyone out there who has not listened to that or read or listened to that book. So, incident at devil's den terry talks about his his encounters and at the end he talks about how you know he's awakened one night and he goes into his i believe it's like his kitchen's den whatever there's a there's a female entity sitting there i believe she even had blonde hair in the in in his encounter and that man i'm telling you when i listened to that part of that book i instantly was teleported in my mind back to when I had my encounter and I was like wow that makes perfect sense to me that's kind of why I was convinced you know I was it was solidified in my mind that you know what I saw to me wasn't a ghost I don't know what it was Mm -hmm. this thing that's controlling everything but I mean that you know that was a that was a big tie-in for me yeah I mean I'm to the point now doing all this research where I guess some ghosts are the spirits of dead people but I think that's rarer than them being something else. I think this idea that all ghosts are the spirits of dead people is I'm having difficulty with that because of, of the strangeness that tends to surround these ghost sightings as well. And because, you know, people are seeing ghosts that essentially look like Sasquatch and and these other things. And they're saying, well, it's a ghost. Like, well, what, you know, what dead person looks like that. So 
you know, I think, you know, maybe there are spirits of dead people, but there's definitely something else too going on with these ghost sightings that, that people are having. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. And I think, I, I mean, I don't know really what it is again, controlling everything, but uh, another thing that I've all, I've also thought uh, about all this is, you know, whatever this thing is, you know, whatever people are thinking that it is, you have something that is just like with, you know, Sasquatch are supposedly able to just disappear, right? There's, stories of, of Sasquatch disappearing. All the things that we're talking about can disappear. Mm-hmm. You know, lack of a better term, interdimensional is thrown around. You know, what I don't know if that's right. Whatever it is, the thing that I've always brought up is how do you trust something that is interdimensional? You know, people say they get these uh, messages from ET beings, for instance, right? Right. Something is talking to you, and it's telling you this message. But how do you trust it when it's in, when it, if it's interdimensional, and it you know it could appear to you and say, "I have the cure for cancer," you know, and I'm gonna I'm gonna help you, you know, just believe me. But it's like, how do you trust these things when you know they can do what they do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and again, that goes back to spirit contact as well. Uh, a lot of occultists will, you know, have communications with these things, and my advice to them is. Uh, be very careful because sometimes they tell the truth and sometimes they don't. And we don't know when, you know, we, we don't know when they're doing which the look at Mothman prophecies. They were getting very accurate information until they didn't, mm-hmm. you know, this, this stuff is not, it doesn't think like us, you know, it's, it's, no. it's other, you know, and my theory is that it ha- there's something to do with time that um, it doesn't work the same way for them. That's the why they're able to predict what we're going to do next, you know, not because they have some kind of ESP or something, but because they can, you know, sort of look forward in time in a sense and know where we're going to be and, and not be there if they don't want to be. Yeah, and again, just a theory. You know, I don't know, but it's just, you know, something I'm playing with. You had something, Paul. You remember when you were waking up, you had that experience and the time was different on your clock. It was like slowing down. Yeah, that was another TDT event. I woke up and the, the seconds would go in double time. They were ticking by at double time. So say if you count that counting your head, you're doing like one and two and three. Right. This was like literally one, two, three, four, five. Wow. It was double time and I was watching it. I thought, well, this, something's wrong here. There's something's wrong with the clock. So I've got these radio clocks. So I've gone into the front room and the clock in the front room, completely separate, runs on batteries, doing exactly the same thing. So I'm watching this thing, and over the course of the next couple of minutes, the seconds start to slow down. They're digital clocks. So the seconds start to slow down, and it returns to normal. Some sort of time anomaly going on. Mm-hmm. I was able to witness that. So I don't know how that worked. Yeah. I... Yeah, it's like in a bubble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. something else we've noticed as well, people around us are being affected. And it wasn't until I went through that book, Skinwalkers in the Pentagon, that it suddenly clicked the virus model and it does it spreads like a virus it's it's gone to my boy it's gone to one of his school friends they're getting tdt as well and it's spreading around and it's moving around just like you, get, you pick up a hitchhiker and it follows you home and then it goes it starts doing things to the neighbors and stuff like that it's all it's all there it's the same sort of framework well this is again theory kind of what we've what we think what we've figured out is with this hitchhiker thing Okay, it's like when I had the orb, the blue orb, when I was listening to, and I thought something had followed me home. Okay, it's like, in, in all in paranormal, we hear, be careful what you're doing, something could attach itself to you and follow you home. So it's literally the same kind of concept, but it seems to be in this, 
this TDT, this this stuff spreading when Paul's talking like a virus, it's like when you talk about it, you believe it, and then you start researching it or talking about it. It's like you're susceptible to it happening to you, if that makes sense. It's like it's same kind of concept as like a ghost following you. It's like this stuff starts happening, the TDT and everything. We call it the Eye of Sauron. You put on the ring and the, the big eye turns and looks at you. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I've experienced, you know, very similar, very similar things. Have you, either of you, ever experienced in these sort of um, abduction type things something that uh, seemed kind of silly or ridiculous? Something that, like, just completely odd? I've never really experienced anything like that, but I know what you're talking no. about. Mine has always been the great, you know, the, the, I mean, the typical, mm-hmm. just like I've been saying, it's the communion cover to me is the best representation of what a gray looks like a little bit different, but that's pretty much nailed it. I've always seen that. Now, if you read Lovelace's book, maybe this is what you're talking about. When he was a kid, he would see what he called the monkey men. They would almost look like a, um, like they were wearing monkey masks or these, these weird kind of masks. It was weird, frightening, at the same time, it's like it's silly and frightening and crazy at the same time. Where mm-hmm. they didn't look like typical grays, but it was like monkey. And his his cousin started having the same kind of things happen. And I think that he talks about that in the in the follow up book, Devil's Den: The Reckoning. His cousin Gerald was seeing like clowns. They were almost like little big clown guys. Yeah. So um, the most recent time that I actually saw them. It was a particularly rough patch I was having in my life. This was in December of uh, a few years back. I fell asleep. We have a little kind of den library TV room kind of thing. And I fell asleep there and I woke up and I'm sure you understand when I say like I was awake. You know, people will say, well, you were just dreaming. But it's like, no, it's like it's like you're super aware. It's like you're you're more than awake, you know. And there were a bunch of grays, more than I'd ever seen, packed in this little room with me. And I don't like them. I've had not good experiences with them in general. But this time they were, they looked like they were all dressed up in um, Native American tribal gear if they were doing like a powwow dance, right? But if you can imagine, they were all, it was all colored like 1980s, like glam rock neon stuff, right? So none of it looked natural, like big neon green feathers and, and breastplates that were like purple and pink and stuff. It's ridiculous. They absolutely look ridiculous. And they started dancing around in a circle. It was almost humorous, you know, almost where I was like, like, what's going on? And almost started laughing at them, which would be very unusual for me because we have a, like I said, not a great relationship with these things. But, uh, you know, I don't remember them disappearing. I can't say they faded out or anything. They just weren't there, right? And I'm sitting up in bed. So it's not like I woke up from a dream or anything. They're just not there all of a sudden. And a moth flies down, a big moth, you know, maybe an inch and a half, two inches, lands in my hair at my right ear and starts buzzing. So here you have the buzzing sound, but it's, it's caused by a moth right there in my right ear just buzzing, just buzzing away. I 
you know, reach up and kind of flick the moth out of my hair. It flies away. I never did find that moth. There shouldn't have been moths in December. They're, they're done by then. I never did find that moth. I, I, I love moths. I'm like, I used to sit out at night with a black light and, just, you know, kind of note all the different kinds of moths that showed up and everything. So I'm, you know, very fond of moths, but it, I would have loved to see what kind it was. I know it was big. But beyond that, I never did find that moth. But it was, you know, very strange experience. Most of my other ones have been more like, you know, the ones you described, very disturbing and upsetting. This, like I said, it was almost humorous. It was, it was almost ridiculous. But ending with the moth like that, getting the, the buzzing sound, but getting it from what seemed like a natural creature was very odd. Yeah, that that is crazy. That's That would scare me to death. I don't really want to. Paralyzation abductions to me are scary enough i had the 18 thing happen that was over the top for me i was i always say that's when i figured out true terror like i don't ever want to see him again like i would that would scare me to death experiencing what you're talking about with that but you know you're mentioning the moth paul will know what i'm talking about where i'm going with this one i've noticed a lot i have a lot of times robins will you know i'll open the window and i'll have like robins staring at me like in our yard i was at this, the maple hill cemetery which is a big cemetery up in huntsville and i had one that would paul i was streaming paul when this happened it yeah. was like sitting on this tombstone i look over and i'm like well the robin's back because it's like you know just sitting there staring at me and i but but what you're talking about it kind of reminds me of what mike clellan talks about in some of his book you if you, you've read have you ever read his stuff yeah i'm, I'm friends with mike Oh, cool. I would I would love to talk to Mike Clellan. He's he's so cool. You know, he had the owls mm-hmm. uh, with his. And, you know, you've apparently had now a moth. And I have a lot of weird things happen like that with robins. So I don't know if they're just – if they use that kind of stuff to communicate with us or try to or – I mean, what's your take? Yeah, I think absolutely. It's, it's some kind of – you know, they play in – they work in symbols, right? So – you know, and, and they find symbols that mean things to people. I had owl stuff happen to me after reading Mike's book, after a, a lifetime of grow, growing up on a farm and barely ever seeing an owl. I read Mike's book and I have a whole bunch of owl synchronicities just flying at me left and right right after that. So I blame Mike for that. But, you know, never had them before. But now and now owls are fairly consistent thing in my life. Never before. I, in fact, you know, as a kid, I remember being upset. Like we had a barn and no barn owls. So I was like, you know, I always wanted to see owls when I was a kid. Never, you know, grow up on a farm. Maybe saw one or two, maybe, before reading Mike's book. And then now they're just all the time, owls everywhere. But yeah, I think this stuff, it, it speaks to us in symbols in a, in a lot of times. I think dreams are part of this as well. And I've said recently that I think if they can't reach you in waking life, and, yeah. the, you know, sometimes they can't because we're busy people. You know, we got to live our life. We got day-to-day stuff we have to take care of. They'll reach you in dreams. And... That's a difficult thing because, of course, everyone wants to say, well, you're just dreaming. It's all just dreams then. You know, I feel like there's a difference between, you know, like the Aboriginal people, like big dreams, little dreams, you know, some dreams you're just processing what happened during the day. But I think if you're tuned in, I I think, you know, you know, when when a big dream happens, you know, when when you're given important information. So, yeah, there's so many layers in this stuff and, and symbolism's part of it for sure. Sick of being upsold at gyms? 
my guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. The rabbit hole goes really deep with this whole thing. And like I've said probably several times, I'll keep saying it too, is, you know, we, we really don't know what any of this stuff is. It's just we know it's there and we know it's continuing. You know, like I I had a, yeah. a screenshot. I screenshotted the phone this morning. You know, I had a 222 this morning. So it's like it's just so weird when you have these. You're just, you know, you're dead asleep and then you shock awake. And then it's and then you you know you're pulling your phone because I sleep with my phone near my head and so you know you wake up look at the phone you're like ah it's just happening again yeah it's happening all around the world mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah so if you just yeah it's there's thousands of people that are experiencing this you know on a daily basis you know the ultimate question is you know why and of course we don't know that answer. Have you ever gotten anything, any weird phone calls or weird text messages or anything like that? Like anything with technology where you're like, you know, it seems like it's a contact. No, mm-hmm. I've, I've, we've not had that happen yet or you know, anything like that. The thing that one of the last things that, that I had happened was more of the poltergeist stuff with, with the knocking. You know, to recap on that one, I have the video of it. You know, I let the dog out and I'm walking away in the video and you hear knock, 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 knock. And it was loud, and I jerked my head. It was on the glass, to, to this the same area where I heard the bird chirping that time, with the the bird video I took. It was that glass to our back door, and it was clearly clear as day. It was knocking on that, and I caught that on video. And then I have this video too. A couple of days later, me and my wife were sitting in our bedroom just watching some TV had the uh, TV down low. All of a sudden, the dog goes, it, it, the dog like growls, and then you hear this, la- and all my dogs are out in the backyard except for one. She's in her crate in there. And you hear the dog start growling. Me and my uh, wife look at each other at the same time because I believe dogs can pick up on this this stuff. So... The growl happens, and then bang. You hear like this loud bang. Scared us to death. Got up. Go in there. I'm looking around. I don't see anything. I don't catch anything falling on the cameras. The only thing that I'm catching is the audio. And so I have a kitchen cam. And the kitchen cam is close to that dog crate and you hear this and it's really weird i've never had this happen on these cameras and they're good cameras you when you listen to this clip i have you know probably from the, the paranormal world when you know the theories of electromagnetic fields and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff you know listeners know all, all about that well anyway on this camera you hear the dog start getting agitated right before the dog gets agitated you hear like it, it almost sounds like mumbling but it's it's almost it's probably like it, it sounds more like interference you hear this like this charge building 
and the dog barks. And I, I sent this video to Paul. He's heard it. The dog barks, and then you hear this loud bang, and then you hear more of that distortion, and then all of a sudden the distortion just fades away, and the whole room is quiet as a mouse. That was really weird. I have no explanation for you know for that. I wanted to ask you when you were talking about hearing the sort of disembodied voices. Could you ever make out oh, what they yeah. were saying? Yes. Okay. Let me, I, I totally skipped over that. So, so this is the same time period, 21 to 22. This has happened several times. So the disembodied voices that I've heard, and my wife has heard these too, so it's not just me. Like one, for, for her, one example she had, I'm coming down the road. I'm almost home, coming home from work. And we have this uh, like tracker on our phone, so we both know where we are. And when I get a certain distance from the house, it will even alert. So I'm right outside of that that distance she calls me on the phone and she goes hey are you in the house right now and i was like no i'm almost home i'm running you know running a couple minutes late and she says oh okay all right see you when you get home you know and she hangs up i get home everything's normal go through the night so we're going to work the next morning and she doesn't like talking about any of this stuff in the house so we're going to work the next morning and she's like i just wanted to let you know the reason I called you last night was because she was uh, in the uh, the bedroom area with the door open, and she thought she heard me having like a complete sentence with her and saying something like, uh, paraphrasing here, it was something like, you know, hey, where are you? You know, what's going on? Or something like that. And she thought it was me. She was like, hey, I'm in here. And then, you know, there's no reply after that. And then that's when she's realizing, well, you know, he didn't come in the other she's thinking maybe i came in the other door and but then i you know i wasn't here and then i had an incident happen probably not too long after that where i was in the kind of that hallway area i was about to paint my son's room and i heard her say hey do you have the pliers in there and she was in our bedroom doing some painting i remember the house is shaped like an l i'm at one tip of the l she's at the other tip of the l she, I heard her say about the pliers, and I said, yeah, I got them right here. So I get them, and I walk all the way, and I'm, like, expecting her to be right outside the door, and she's not there. So I go all the way. I go all the way around the house, and I'm like, hey, hey. I get her attention, and she's got her, like, you know, earbuds in. So I have to come all the way in the room where she's painting, and I'm like, hey, here's the pliers. And she's like, why would I want the pliers I'm painting? And so, you know, she didn't ask me for those. Mm-hmm. And... You know, it's just, it's silly stuff like that. You know, it's nothing to do with with a message or with, you know, any right. of the stuff we're talking about. It's just silly, weird stuff. And right. then I had another couple of times, too, with the metallic voice where I've heard growls. Like one night, I forgot to bring this up, too, earlier. I was having a, an abduction-type experience that's turned into, like, a TDT wake-up, and in this... This one that I had, there was like three around the bed as normal, but I can actually hear voices talking. And this is after me and Paul were, were you know, well into our research. This is before the uh, synchronicity event happened that we were talking about with the radio at the same time. I heard three around my bed and I heard them say Paul's name. I heard I heard them. I can't I don't I can't make out what they said before it. But it was like something, something, something. And it's in the, that metallic growly voice. It's like something, 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 Paul Jones. And then right when they said his name, I woke up and it was 333. Wow. Yeah. The most recent metallic voice that I heard 
was um, I was laying asleep several weeks back, just starting to go to sleep. And in my left ear, I heard in that same growly metallic voice, it said, hello there. And it's giving me chills thinking about it. And it was like right in, it was like right into my ear, Mm. Tim. It was like, it was pretty scary. And the crazy, the reason I bring that up is because Paul, you remember another member of our group had like basically the exact same phrase that she's in the UK too. The exact same phrase in the exact same. She and even when we were talking about it, she was like, and it was in this weird growly metallic voice. Wow. And yeah, and I had never told her about that. And that's the thing. What sort of poltergeist can do synchronistic events on opposite sides of the planet? Yeah, I mean, it's not normal, is it? I mean, whatever. Yeah, whatever this stuff is. Like I said, it yeah. doesn't, doesn't seem to be constrained by the same laws we are. Let's put it that way. It's not constrained by the same laws that we think of. If a poltergeist, as the definition goes, is a mischievous spirit that's confined to a space, you know, it's not going to do the same thing. If the traditional explanation of that is correct, it's not going to do that to me. And then the exact same one in a different part of the world going to do the exact same thing to another person. <laughs> that's familiar with the same person that just had it happen to him. And I don't, I've researched a lot of cases and I've never heard somebody claiming, yeah, you know, somebody claiming a poltergeist did something like that. And to me, that's just another reinforcement of it being some, you know, the passport to Magonia book, you know, where the, the gray is wearing like all these different masks. Right. Right. Yeah. It's just like from ballet. It's like the new cover. I mean, as we've said again, and we'll keep saying it, you know, this, this, whatever this is, it's just wearing all these different masks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I kind of use, you know, one catch all turn, just call it the other because, uh, yeah. don't know what it is, but yeah, it all seems to be connected. Have you, or do you know anyone who has tried sleeping with the lights on as silly as that sounds? And I'll tell you why in a second. I still do it. And it doesn't help. It sometimes helps okay. um, to be honest. Well, Okay. It sometimes helps. It's not a 100% though. Mm-hmm. It, it's uh, in, in my, in my experience, it's, it's not a 100%, but I tell you what happened. Several events. You can probably guess what one of them was. One of them was the 18 encounter. One of them was that voice I just told you about. And then right after I heard those knocks, like after I heard that the knock and the bang. So there's been, two times or three times really recently that after that's happened, I've left the big bright light on in the room where it's almost, you can't sleep because it's so bright, but just in my experience with leaving the light on it, it helps, but it's not a 100% block to this thing. TDT can get you in the daytime as well. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. To test it out when it was, when it was going really thick with me, I um, decided to like leave and go to the South coast, which is about 130 miles away to see if I could run away from it, and it followed me. Mm. Uh, with the with the, the lights on, did you have a theory on the leaving the light on, Tim? So my wife has slept with the light on since she was a little kid. She saw things in a room when she was a little kid and always slept with the light on. I had convinced her for a time to sleep with the light off when we got together, and uh, she had an incident, and it was very strange because... I had never told anyone about these um, 
abduction and yeah, I put abduction in quotes. I don't think I whatever happened like with you, I think I'm this happening in my room. You know, I don't think I'm being carried away, at least not in in most cases, but I'd never told anybody but my wife. And this night I told a friend of ours, this is the first person like other than my wife. I told you in the early nineties, you tell people stuff like this. And, you know, of course the the jokes go right to like, Oh, did you get probed? You know, it's like, so you just didn't tell people about it. So, you know, we were hanging out with this guy and, you know, got to talking about deep subjects and stuff. And I finally, you know, I told him first person I told other than my wife was that night we go back and we're sleeping in in my wife's childhood bedroom at her, her parents' house. She wakes up screaming. So we were sleeping with the light out and uh, she saw what several people on, on my podcast have since come and talked about the, this flannel man into this guy that looks like a lumberjack standing at our feet. And uh, ever since then, she's, you know, lights are on again, right? So she sleeps with the light on. Last year, I went to a cryptid conference in West Virginia and my research buddy and, and I rented a Airbnb down there and it was like in back in this hollow outside of Morgantown, West Virginia. And we got there and we're unloading our stuff before we go to the, the conference. And I said, oh, you know, look at this place. Bigfoot's going to come out of the woods and, and knock on the side of the house tonight. Jokingly. Yeah. We go to the conference, go back, et cetera. And, and I'm, I'm thinking, oh, I can sleep with the light out tonight. You know, my wife's not here. I'll sleep with the light out. I'll, you know, maybe I'll get a good night's sleep. This kind of thing. I go to sleep and I have this dream and I wish I wish I would have looked at the time when I woke up from this dream. Now that you're talking about this triple digit stuff, I don't know what time I woke up. But anyway, in this dream, I'm getting texts. And this is why I asked about technology. I'm getting texts from Grays, and I don't know how I knew they were coming from Grays, but they were from Grays. They're coming in on my phone and you're not supposed to be able to read in your dreams, but I was able to read these just fine. And the texts came up in red boxes. They didn't look like other texts with, I think, like gold around them. It's like a gold frame around them, but they're coming in like regular texts on my phone. It was a whole series, and I only remembered the last one. And the last one said, when you sleep with the light on, you're only avoiding confrontation with us. Wow. I wake up, sit up in bed, right above my head on the outside of the house, bang, loud as can be, loud as can be. And I thought, I'm not dealing with this right now. I'm not going outside to look for Sasquatch. I got up. I used the restroom, went back to sleep. Nothing else happened, but there was no way I was going out and trying to deal with that at that point. You know, after a long day, I was tired and and I just did not feel like dealing with it. But that absolutely happened. And, you know, I woke up and bang, just right above my head on the outside wall. Right now, I'm wishing I would have looked at the time when I woke up. You need to, yeah, that's definitely something you need to start doing or Mm -hmm. trying to remember to do is looking right at your phone or whatever you have. And you know what's crazy too about the, uh, I was thinking about this. The, we, we keep talking about these voices and you were asking about the voices. Is the, you know, even people like Les Stroud has said that he's, you know, everybody knows who Les Stroud is, the Mm -hmm. survivor man. You know, he heard when he was doing his, uh, survivor man Bigfoot show. He would later say in, and I can't remember, I think it's the Smoky Mountain episode. Um, if you watch that and then you see some of his interviews later, that was the episode that he actually had a mind speak event happen with one of these, you know, whatever they are doing the metallic sounding voice mind speak to him. But he later said in an interview when he's heard some of these voices, they've been metallic. So that's another weird thing about these voices. Yeah. It's like a lot of time these voices, they're metallic voices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I am excited about this. Re- I guess you guys are going to continue doing your research. How big is the group 
that you're researching with? We have about eight people in our group right now, and we're you know we're always looking to expand it. We're not going to stop researching this. You know, it's it's a daily thing. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. we communicate on a daily basis, and we have you know we'll video chat, take notes, follow up on what's happened. But our whole group is pretty active. We just want answers to what's going on. That's the main thing. We again, we don't know what it is, mm-hmm. but you know, we just we just want to try to find answers as to what exactly this you know thing is that's messing with our lives. Yeah, I mean, I don't know in the end if we get answers. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's worth looking. At. I think this is part of the human experience, and I think a I think more people have things happen than, than ever admit. Uh, more people have things happen than ever realize. But in general, you know, folklore has been discussing this, you know, for centuries before you and I were around. This has been mm-hmm. happening to our ancestors. This is part of the human experience. All of this. I don't know if we get to figure it out, but it's certainly worth looking into, you know, because what a big part of the experience, the human experience this is. You know, I, I support any kind of research, especially open-minded research. You know, you're, when you say things like, I don't know what it is, but it does this, this, and this. This, this is, you know, the yeah. kind of research that, that I I think I do as well. I'm not trying mm-hmm. to say it's this or it's that. I'm just saying like, hey, this happened and it also happened over here, you know. Right. Yeah, exactly. And we're we're fine with people, um, you know, contacting us if they've had any of these these kind of uh, TDT experiences. We have a TDT research email. Um, you know, if you're okay with us giving that out. Absolutely. Okay. It's TDT research team at gmail dot com. That's TDT research team at gmail dot com. And we're we're fine with anybody messaging us. You know, we will get back to everybody as quick as we can, you know, and we'll help listen, whatever people need from us, we'll do our best to uh you know, yeah, help them through this. Try to support each other through it. Fantastic. Yep. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'll put that email in the show notes as well when we drop this episode. And I'd like to touch base, you know, in the future. I'm, <laughs> you know, I think stuff's going to keep happening for you guys. And I'd love to, to kind of stay in touch. And, you know, at least we can document some other experiences. Maybe we get answers, maybe we don't. But I'd love to touch base and see what, what else is going on with you in the future. Absolutely, man. Look, we look forward to uh, you know yeah. continuing to let you know what's going on and working with you. Awesome. Thank you, Charlie. Yeah. Thank you, Paul. Thanks very Thanks. much. Adopting a dog can be one of the best decisions you make in your life, but sometimes trying to raise a dog can leave you frustrated and overwhelmed. Maybe you have a new puppy who's mouthing and biting, needs help with potty training. Maybe it has fear and nervousness issues, barking issues. Maybe it's chewing on things it shouldn't be chewing on. If you need help with crate training, hyperactivity issues, leash training, and much more, 90 Days to the Perfect Puppy can help you. They can teach you what to do and also what not to do. With their relationship-based approach to training, 90 Days to the Perfect Puppy helps you and your puppy become perfect for each other. They have online sources, video lessons, a secret Facebook group, and one-on-one options are, of course, available. You can find them at sithappens.us. Look for the 90 Days to the Perfect Puppy link at the top of the page. 
Again, you can find 90 Days to the Perfect Puppy at sithappens.us. Look for the 90 Days to the Perfect Puppy link at the top of the page. Well, that's it for the bonus episode, and we'll be back soon with more Strange Familiars. Strange Familiars is a production of Dark Holler Arts, music books, art, podcasts, and more. Intro and background music is by Stone Breath. If you want to hear more or purchase music by Stone Breath, you can go to stonebreath.bandcamp.com. Strange Familiars is on Facebook, facebook.com slash strangefamiliars, where you can join the Strange Familiars gathering group. We're on Instagram, at strangefamiliars, one word. And you can always find us on the web at strangefamiliars.com.
his dagger of fire and of steel struck down the raven through the heart the bird fluttered long in the sky it did sin and the cold earth did wonder and star How to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.